0: Good morning and welcome to readers Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Amy G and I'm a recovered compulsive overreader from Maryland. Today's date is March 1st, Friday, March 1st. And today we're reading in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in Bill's story. And we are on page 11, reading the fifth paragraph only. Today's readers are, and thank you so much for your service, Harlan G, Cindy M, L, Judy F, Esther S. The reference numbers for yesterday's meetings uh, February 28th the 7 a.m. meeting is 12,601 10 a.m. is 12,606 so that's 7 a.m. 12601 10 a.m. 12606 for yesterday OA preamble our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for Judy S to read the 12 Steps. Go ahead, Judy.
1: Good morning. I'm Judy F., a compulsive overeater in North Carolina, the 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Judy
1: F., so much. I will now ask for Esther
0: F. to read the 12 traditions. Go ahead, Esther.
2: Good morning, this is Esther F., a recovered compulsive overeater from Cleveland, Ohio. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, And 12, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service and I pass.
0: Thank you so much, Esther F. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear me say time. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only, please. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. Again, this meeting does request that you're sharing the directly linked to what was read we are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us to share press star one to unmute once you are done sharing let us know by saying pass then press star one to mute your phone in order to have a quiet meeting everyone except the speaker's phone should be muted that's star one muted not just mute on your phone today we resume our study In the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, in Bill's story, we are on page 11 on the fifth paragraph, focusing on that paragraph only, and we're going to ask Harlan to get us started. Go ahead, Harlan.
3: Thank you very much, Amy, uh, and thank you for your service, and thank you to the rest of Team Friday for making this magnificent meeting possible. I'm Harlan G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Scottsdale.
2: Harlan, we lost you for a second there. Are you back?
3: I'm back.
0: Okay, now you're back, and okay. We lost okay. the three sentences, okay?
3: All right, all right. That floored me. It began to look as though religious people were right after all. Here was something at work in a human heart which had done the impossible. My ideas about miracles were drastically revised right then. Never mind the musty past. Here sat a miracle directly across the kitchen table. He shouted great tidings. This paragraph that we're reading on page 11 is a huge turning point in the history of the treatment of alcoholism. We have Bill Wilson, who is drinking. It is November of 1934. He is being visited by Ebby Thatcher, his alcoholic friend. Bill has been presented with a spiritual-slash-religious solution to his problem of alcoholism. Bill has been fighting alcoholism since 1917. He has not been successful. He has already been hospitalized twice at the Towns Hospital in New York City. He is struggling with this idea, but there is indisputable evidence right in front of him that this works. Now, I have seen amazing events in my life. I've seen the birth of my daughter. I have seen sunrises. I have seen sunsets. None of those things are miracles. Because a miracle to me is an event or occurrence that has no logical or scientific explanation. And when when a compulsive overeater or an alcoholic who is biologically predetermined to kill themselves with these substances, to eat ourselves to death because of the physical allergy and the twist of the mind, when a human being has been untethered, when a human being has been set free... Sorry. When a human being has been set free by a spiritual awakening as the result of the steps, we see a miracle. It is an occurrence that only God can bring about. We as human beings cannot make it happen. This is the miracle. And it says on page 58 of the big book of AA, if you want what we have... What is it that we have? We have people here on the line and in the meetings and in OA that are not eating and are doing so happily. That's the miracle of Overeaters Anonymous. And it comes about as the result of the steps, doing the work in the presence of abstinence. And with that, I will pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Harlan. Please forgive the interruption. Love your passion. Okay. So we are going to take names now, and uh, if you haven't shared in a couple of days, please do so. Uh, excuse me, yes, please do so, and please, those who have shared, give room to those who have not in the last day or so. Okay, so who would like to dive in?
4: Yes. Ginger C.
1: Nancy P. Ginger C. Nancy P. Did you get Melissa C.?
0: No, I do know. Melissa C. Yes. Tina F. Tina, I got you. Okay, so thanks. I had, yeah, sure. Tina, Gina, Nancy, Melissa, who else? I can take a couple more.
4: Jody. Lisa, Lisa B.
0: Lisa B. Was that Jody EQ? Jody, somebody?
4: Yes, it was.
0: All right, Jody. Okay. Sharon K? All right, there we go. That's a great lineup. Okay. So I have Tina S, Ginger C, Nancy P, Melissa C, Lisa B, Jody E. Q, Sharon K. All right. Tina C, you are up I'm sorry, Tina S. You are up. Please go ahead.
5: Thanks so much, Amy. Tina S. recovered compulsive eater anorexic in Florida. Uh great to be on the line. What a great share. You know, I too uh one day at a time, I'm so grateful for the gift and of the miracle that was so freely given to us. And, you know, I also uh, thought about this miracle thing. And, you know, for a long time in my life, I thought, you know, mir- I heard of miracles in religion and all that kind of stuff. I thought, oh, that's so far out there. That's never attainable, never reachable, because in my opinion, I had never seen anything that was beyond uh, that I've seen before happen in my lifetime, and and obviously for a long time I was very close-minded and wasn't looking for anything. But you know what I love that it talks about here. It talks about you know the heart. It says that uh, here was something at work in a human heart which had done the impossible. You know, and that just brought to mind. The, uh, saying in in recovery that you know the longest distance is from the head to the heart, and that is what has happened for me and and for the for the miracle to come about you know someone had to come and share with me, and I love that it talks about you know someone you know that with with in <laughs> whom the problem had been solved, shared their experience and strength with me, so that i th- therefore can do that with others if I choose to have it, and I love that that was talked about you know if I choose to have this thing you know. I can do it you know and that it happens without my help you know that god does for me what i cannot do for myself you know bill didn't invite um evie over evie called him you know i didn't invite my evie you know they called me or they approached me that's what god does for me you know he does not make too hard terms for those who seek him You know, today I seek a power greater than myself, so therefore that I can have this transformation that comes about. And this is some great stuff, and I love this part of the book. So with that, I'll shut up. So thanks. I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Tina S. Thank you so much. Ginger C., it's your turn. Go ahead, please.
4: Hi, Amy. Thank you so much for your service this morning. This is Ginger C., Recovered Compulsive Overeater. And um, this is just such a powerful paragraph of showing the heart and what can happen when we tap down into this place, because Bill, we know, is very intellectual, very ego-driven. And because Abby simply is sharing what it was like, what happened, and what it's like today, his experience strength and hope, he's bypassing Bill's brain, and he's sinking him down into his heart. And that's the beginning for all of us. I have to fire this head of mine and hire my heart. Everything centers in my mind, my thinking, my thoughts, and they're delusional, and I can't see false from the truth. And this is where it all begins, not conceding first and foremost that I am absolutely a real compulsive overeater and without help, a divine spirit, there's no way I'll stop eating and stay out of the food. But again, it's that getting out of my mind, everything is so sick up there. And that's the gift of this. You know, again, Abby's heart. He shares simply his experience, strength, and hope, and Bill hears it and then gets to witness this miracle. So, what a gift. You know, we can avert misery and death for that still suffering person because there are many on the line right here, right now, and many more outside your door. And if you are in a fit spiritual condition, if you're practicing this practical program of action, it takes work, a price is to be paid, but it is so worth it because to see somebody else start to get it, there is no greater joy in this thing called life. and with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Ginger C, all right, Nancy P.
2: Your turn please, go ahead Nancy press star one on mute,
6: sorry, please. sorry. Sorry, I I was, okay, so yeah, Nancy P. calling from Boston. Um, Yeah, this is something that, um, you know, I had heard these tidings before for decades, and I never was ready. It was all about that surrender, and um, once I surrendered, I heard loud and clear, and um, I feel like it opened up, everything for me. I have tapped into this power that cannot be articulated. It can't be quantified. Um I've seen things happen in my own life that I never ever thought would happen. And believe me, my life I was telling somebody on the phone the other day, my life isn't easier. I have I have hard things going on in my life. But at the same time, parallel, at the same time as that, I've never been happier And I can say that the absence of compulsive overeating and obsession of the mind makes it so that um, not so much that my life is so much better, although it is, but it's definitely not more difficult. And um, that has been something that I've done to myself, these self-imposed crises that I've done to myself for my whole life has made my life more difficult than it already had to be, than it needed to be. And um, with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Nancy P. Melissa C.,
7: it is your turn. Please go ahead. Hi, good morning. It's Melissa C., recovered, compulsive overeater in New York. And you're going to hear great, great shouting of tithings in this house because my kids just got the call that they don't have school. But so if you hear that, (laughs) I apologize. Um, You know, and I think, like, how could we not shout? Like, you know, when I heard, like, you know our friends speaking passionately, me too me too me too, because you know this is a this is a this is a miracle what happened to me, what happened to my heart um and the desire to shout about it um I think it's like a god given desire in me because it comes from a place of selflessness like I don't wanna keep this incredible gift that I got close. You know, I don't want to keep it in my pocket. Um, what I really want to do is I want to share it with everybody. Um, and that's a change, you know, because I, that, that was not this selfish person. I kind of, I kind of like to have really great stuff. And not share it with other people. You know, um, I loved nothing more than when I lost a lot of weight and I could think I was the skinniest woman in the room and, um, and that was like, you know, I had reached some sort of success. Um, you know, so what happened to my heart could never have originated on my own power. You know, weight loss is one thing. Like, yeah, that's a great miracle. Okay. Putting food down and not wanting it anymore. Okay. That's like a whole other miracle. But the real miracle that tells me that there must be God at work here is the changes inside my heart. You know, the things that were once so important to me, getting my way, being right, you know, hanging on to my hurts and fears. Like these things were removed and that could never have been my own will at work. You know, you can't will fear away. You can't will yourself to love someone else that you hated and resented. You can't even will yourself to forgive. and yet. This all happened to me, to me, and not by me, you know. And why wouldn't I shout about this? So, you know, I'm just really grateful that um that we're all on the line, that we're all shouting this, that there's an eager and enthusiasm. Um, because we've we're all miracles here. Thank you. With that I'll pass.
0: Woohoo. Thank you, Melissa. All right, Lisa B. I'm
8: shouting out for me- you here. Yes, good morning Amy. Can you hear me okay?
0: Just fine. Thank you. Oh, okay, great. Thank you.
8: My name is Lisa B. I'm a grateful recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina, and this is such a inspirational, powerful reading. Um I wanted to talk about being able to live in technicolor. You know, being able to walk a free person and that sounds like it sounds like such a, almost like a sales job. You know, I think if I were listening to me, I'd be like, oh my gosh, you know, please. I had no idea how much I was being held down by being an untreated Unrecovered compulsive overeater. Even though I was still functioning in life, I had been dead inside. And it just became like a matter of fact, just something I became used to. And definitely, this illness is progressive. It's chronic and it is fatal, but death is often slow in coming. And I could see how the progression of becoming even number and deader, if that is possible, you know, is what happened to me. And it just became something i was comfortable with so i wanted to share about um the change of my heart and it takes me to way agnostics it says in the face of collapse and despair in the face of total failure of their human resources they found that a new power peace happiness sense of direction flowed into them this happened soon after they wholeheartedly met a few simple requirements i have to do this with all my heart i can't do it part-time I can't do it 80% and expect to get 80%. I'll get nothing if I put in 80%. I really have to do 100%. And the big book talks about, and the 12 and 12 in AA talks about listening as a dying person, you know, being like a drowning person. And sometimes with this food illness for me, you know, because I minimized it so much, I have kept putting it on hold. Because it's uncomfortable to put all the food down and and all of my little drinks and my little Starbucks runs and getting my sugar drinks and all of that, you know. It's uncomfortable. But I didn't want to live in a black and white, dull, dead life anymore. And I, I am thrilled with my life. But it is a life of problems and often even more problems because now I can't hide anymore. In working with sponsees, I get in touch with new amends that I never addressed, that I just was unconscious to. It's always ongoing, 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 but I can't cut corners, and I can't take the easier, softer way if I am the type of the hopeless type, you know, described in this book. So I am grateful for this new sense of direction flowing into me and now out of me in the happiness, power, and peace that I have. With that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Lisa B. Okay, Jody E.Q., followed by Sharon K. Let's go, Jody.
9: Thank you, Amy. Good morning, everyone. This is Jody E. Q. Gratefully recovered in California. So yes, this um miracle directly across the kitchen table, this Ebby. My first Ebby was my brother who was newly sober. I had seen him drink and use drugs for so many years, and suddenly he was changed. There was something different about him. It was a miracle, and it was so obvious to me as his sister. And then I came into OA, and I heard people claim that they were recovered, and that was a miracle to me that anybody could recover from this disease of compulsive eating, which had me by the tail. And I would go to AA meetings and listen to people's stories and just marvel at the recovery. And I wanted it so badly for myself. When am I going to recover? (laughs) It took years, decades. But I can now say that I am happily, happily abstinent that those foods that I could not imagine giving up at one time, I really do not want them in the least. I am so happy to eat my weighed and measured meals, to eat my vegetables. I love them. (laughs) And I also love all the rest that comes with recovery as i heard in an earlier share i can love the people that i once hated i can love that is the very best thing about recovery is to have hatred transformed into love to have unforgiveness transformed into forgiveness, to have relationships that were dead come back to life. That is the true gift of recovery. It comes when we work these 12 steps to the best of our ability and share what we learn with others. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Jody. Okay, Sharon Kay, please, you're up.
10: Hi, thank you for your service. Um, I wish my awakening came as quickly as Bill's did when he met Ebby. You know, there are so many Ebbies on this line. Um, People who, although I've never met them, you can just tell their eyes are clear. Um, I, um, but for years, I continued to hold on to my own way. I was blinded my, by myself, Will, and I told myself the story that I was different. I told myself that I was doing everything I was told and I still was struggling with chronic relapse. <clears throat> it took me a really long time to believe um, the miracles I was seeing and that they could happen to me. Um, and, it, and what it was is it took me a long time to believe that I had to do everything I was told that every action was critical and not just those that were convenient. Um, Really, um, it took me a long time to believe enough in what I was seeing to open my heart and to give God a chance. Thank you.
1: Amy? Amy? Are one ton mute
0: thank you I didn't know I was muted thank you okay so awesome let's go ahead and take some more names of who would like to share on what was read please we are in the papers on page on page eleven on the fifth paragraph sharing only on that paragraph. Okay now I'll take names please. Reggie
11: Barbara, 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 Barbara E, e. Reggie
0: Marcella M. Okay, hold on a second. So I got Barbara E., Vasa O., and I missed everybody else. So could we try to go a little slower, please? Who's next? Reggie Julie O. M. Okay, so I got Reggie O. Darian, Darian. A. Darian, Darian K., did you say? Mm-hmm, yep. Okay, KD Marcella F. M., I think I heard you in there. Katie, uh, Marcella F., Katie F. Okay, we're going to go with that group. So here's what I have. Barbara E., Vasa O., Reggie O., D- I think it was Darian K., I'm sure of yep. that info. Oh, great. And then Marcella M., and yes. Katie F. Yes. All right. Barbara E., followed by Vasa O. Barbara, go ahead. You're up.
12: Thank you. Can I be heard right now?
0: Yep, fine.
12: Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Well, I want to thank, first of all, welcome to March, everyone, and to those of you who's who celebrate Purim tomorrow. Happy Purim. And we've got St. Patrick's Day coming up soon. We're covering all our bases. I love the part in agnostics where it says, when we saw others solve their problems by a simple reliance upon the spirit of the universe, we had to stop doubting the power of God. Our idea did not work. And then in the appendix, The quote by Herbert Spencer, there's a principle which is a bar against all information, which is proof against all arguments, and which cannot fail to keep a man in everlasting ignorance. That principle is contempt prior to investigation. Now, for me, I have no certitude that there is a higher power. But making the decision to jump into the abyss and believe in this benevolent entity, I know I'm just not it. Whatever it is, I'm convinced to turn my will and life over to this unknowable thing. I had to give in. God is or God isn't. This is a huge change for me because I, too, was of the slow educational variety. Uh, I had to go from selfishness to self-centeredness. I can't Mm -hmm. be rid of it on my own, or those bedevilments will come back to me. My will only chooses me, so I have to make a decision to be turned. I have to give up my other-centeredness, my dishonesty, and the person I'm dishonest most with is myself. I can justify any of my actions. These were wonderful characteristics to take to the Salvation Army and give away repeatedly. Just as I have to take a shower every day, I have to take steps one, two, three, all of them every single day. This is the how and why of it. I had to finally quit playing God. It didn't work in my life, but the opposite does. God, for me, really has to be the director. And I have to be the actor, even a bit actor. It's the cornerstone of that arch we're going to be talking about, the foundation stone. I needed to be turned. I needed to do service, and I continue to do service. Gratefully, thank you so much. Have a wonderful weekend. I pass.
0: Thank you, Barbara E. Vasa. Oh, your turn. Please go ahead.
13: Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive, reader calling from Florida. Thank you, Amy, for your service. And uh, yes. I had my Abby. I had the same experience as Bill did with his Abby. My Abby came to my house, and we sat, and she sat across the table from me, and she looked wonderful, and I I wanted to know what she was doing. And she was the one that introduced me to the program, and I'll never, never be so more grateful to my Abby. And to those of you, if, if I'm talking too loud, you can you can lower your volume down, too. I wanted to tell and shout from the top of my lungs and tell everybody about the solution that I found. I was just so grateful. After suffering with my food addiction for 25 years of my life and trying to put it, put it down, and I tried everything that I heard in this world, And it did not work. And finally, when I was ready and willing to surrender to a power greater than myself and the program and my 12 steps as they laid out one step at a time, it started working. It was a miracle. But I needed to do the work. God was not going to bring it to me on a tray in my house. Here it is, Vasa. I had to put the time, the effort, and the energy out there. So I, am, I just, you know, I want to shout, please keep coming if you're still struggling. It's here if you want it. Thank you, and I
11: pass.
0: Thank you, Vasa O. Reggie O, it's your turn, followed by Darian Kay.
11: Thank you, Amy. Good morning, everybody. This is Reggie O. Oh, really grateful to recovered over here in the western western part of the world. And I, I for some reason, this miracle has been waking me up for the past week at two thirty, three o'clock, three three thirty. And I, you know, I'm so excited. I have this. This is an amazing, amazing paragraph. You know, and to be sitting here. In this group, listening and feeling and experiencing, you know, the miracle, miracles, one after the other is totally amazing. And what came to me was a memory early on of, oh, gosh, it was maybe, I don't know, three decades ago when I first started looking at personal empowerment, how do I change my life, All you know, these programs out there. And I was at this weekend, and it just a silent weekend where I was listening, and it dawned on me that... I had this big wall around my heart that I could not get through, and I wanted more than anything to move through that wall so I could be in the world from and experience my heart. I've had this this thick coating around my heart, you know I've had a lot of love in my life, but i, I couldn't it couldn't come in, it couldn't get in. there was a block, there was a wall. I had a lot of love inside, it couldn't get out there was it was just amazing, it was a trap. A prison, actually, as I think about it. And it's amazing. You know, it literally is amazing, the miracle that happens here. And I love thinking about it. You know, I hadn't really thought about this before, but I live, I am today living miraculously every day. You know, I get to hear miracles every day. And, you know, you're a miracle set directly across The Tate Kitchen Table, uh, the miracle walked in the door. Bill saw the miracle before he even knew what was going on. And then he he got to hear what created the miracle. And he got to go through his process and he began sold. He he became sold on this idea and he became a miracle, you know, all those years ago that allows us to sit here and have the same experience. You know, we, we get to recover and then experience the miracle of giving it out. I have I live in I live in my heart today you know and I'm able to do that and you know it hasn't been a long time it's got, a lot of work has gone into this but it's it's like uh, it's like a it's a totally different experience and I have to make myself available for that miracle and it starts you know it definitely starts at step one I've got to give it all up you know I have to give it all up this thing around compulsive eating that I can't do it, which maybe is the miracle that I was blessed with that. So I got to go through this process and have it work in every area of my life. But I give it up. I, I give it up and I need to do, I have to do the work of the steps to clear, you know, my, get my own channel cleared so that miracle can work in my heart and come out and keep it up. But you know what, keeping it up is part of the miracle that's like build, you know, there's, it's joyous, it's freedom and, uh, I'm just ever so grateful, Pastor.
0: Thank you so much, Reggio. Darian Kay, followed by Marcella M. Go ahead. Go ahead, Darian.
14: Hi, Hi there. It's Darian Kay in the Berkshires. Um, <clears throat> so good to be on the line. Um, yeah, so many good shares about um, higher power and um, people helping people. And um, when I first came in, I actually, well, I did everything with my family, so we all joined our different <laughs> weight loss programs, and then we cheated together as well <laughs> on the weekends or whatever, you know, we, we rewarded ourselves, I should say, we didn't ever say we cheated, we just, it was a reward, because we got through the week without having certain foods. <laughs> and um Oh, so crazy to think about. And um, so it's not um, at all a surprise that my my sister was my Abby, and she um, shared at a meeting, I remember it distinctively, in Beverly, Massachusetts, and she was really um, plucked out of the despair of this food addiction. Um, and really, um, she shared about being suicidal with the food, and I never knew that it got that that awful with her. And, and for me to listen to her, it was just so powerful. And, um, and that was my, that was my start. That was my launching pad um, into this wonderful journey of recovery. And, and I thank her each, each year that goes by, you know, and I celebrate, you know, my, my abstinent, you know, little anniversary. I, I thank her. I thank her for bringing me into this program because um, it is, it's just a miracle, you know. And she's not really doing it anymore, but she has some of it, and you know. And I always talk to her about this, and I and I tell her about our wonderful meeting on the line every morning um, here, and um, you know, maybe some she'll listen to it and and embrace it again. But for today, I just know that she gave me a miracle, and I continue to be grateful for it, and um, and and grateful for all of you that I give myself a gift five days a week, and then on Sundays as well, you know, that I just have this wonderful program in my life to, um, you know, keep the food down and help me continue looking at myself and becoming a better person and look at, you know, life through um, loving, loving eyes and, um, you know, a, a loving heart. So thank you and I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Darren Kay, Marcella, and followed by uh, KDF. Go ahead. Marcella?
14: Good.
15: Yes. Good morning. My name is Marcela. I'm, I'm a recovery compulsive overeater. So, um, the great tidings and the miracle of miracles. So, yes, of course, I mean, to me, just finding myself one day waking up in the morning without the remorse, guilt, and shame, and able to weigh and measure my food, and abstaining not only from all my ingredients, my alcoholic ingredients, but also from um enormous quantity of the sober food and and meeting and in the right frequency that my body needs, that is certainly a miracle. But to me the biggest miracle of all is that my very imperfect English, my Mexican immigrant English has been sufficient and enough to um give it to somebody else to to pass it on. That that's just ridiculous. That is To me, that's the living proof that is a higher power because how come a Mexican immigrant can sponsor successfully a person whose native language is English? That, to me, is just like beyond me. And then uh, four years ago, I yeah, four years and a little bit more ago, I started sponsoring people in Spanish. And at the beginning, we were just two, and then we were three, and then we were 20, and then we were 100, and this morning, we are 950. And um, and we have met face-to-face in our different Spanish-speaking countries. And um, at the end of this month, we're going to uh, meet in Madrid, Spain. And then in, in June, we're going to meet in Mexico City. And then in, in September, we're going to meet in Colombia. And in October, we're going to meet in Costa Rica. And if you're listening and you only speak English, and even better if you're bilingual and if you can travel, would you please join us and help us spread the message? because the miracles are multiplying like crazy in Spanish. We are certainly growing in number and power. And that to me is like beyond my life and my best understanding in English and Spanish, that such a such a terrible, desperate, trembling addict who could not stop binging and purging and eating, overeating and despairing over it. Can now be of usefulness to um to my fellows and without all
0: right, Marcella. thank you so much, Katie f You are up, please go ahead.
1: Good morning. this is Katie F a recovered compulsive overeater, and I love this paragraph because never mind the musty past here sent a miracle directly across the kitchen table. Well, I didn't have that exact experience of someone coming to my house, knocking on my door, but I did have an old friend tell me about a thriving OA meeting, even though I had been in OA for six years at the time and just struggling and struggling and getting worse and worse and worse. And and when I went to that meeting, I did see um, a light in the people that were recovered that I had never seen before. And had it not been there, I don't even know if that's true. I think that there were people, I know that there were people who had the miracle of this recovery, but I wasn't ready to hear it. I wasn't ready to do whatever needed to be done to go to any length to have my own miracle. And that sounds like works, what I just said, but it took a miracle for me to put down the food, to stop picking up the food before I thought it through, before I even realized what I was doing. And that took entire abstinence, which I had never had before in OA. I'd never had entire abstinence. And um, now I have my own experiences over the last uh, several decades of my own experiences of miracles where God has brought me through just awful situations. As others have shared this morning, you know, this isn't utopia, Um, recovery doesn't mean that I am free from problems. It doesn't mean, well, since I'm abstinent, I shouldn't have X, Y, and Z happen to me. Well, guess what? Everything is still going to happen to me whether I'm abstinent or not. The difference is is I'm fully awake and aware and able to um, go through the problems in my life and go through uh, the joys in my life abstinently and without um, getting back in that, into that sixth shadowy world of compulsive overeating. I don't um, rise above the level of being human. And Bill didn't either. I mean, he talks about, you know, going to the fourth dimension of existence. And I certainly feel that sometimes. I certainly feel like, oh my gosh, I'm just being so carried right now. I have experienced that for the last nine days. I was out of the country and, you know, God provided for me in ways that I never would have expected. And everything, you know, was really wonderful. Um, you know, this program is totally portable wherever you are, whatever you're doing, there's no excuse to succumb to the, um, fast food industry (laughs) of this country. And, you know, just, uh, whatever is out there in other countries that, um, you know, I can find clean, absolute food wherever I am, and I'm just so grateful with that I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Katie. Okay, so we've got time for a few more. Who would like to share? You put my name in there, too. Okay. Like to Ross, we, um, Ross G. E. G. Julie. Julie yeah. All right,
3: Sue,
0: oh. right, so I don't know if we're going to get to you. We'll, we'll give it a whirl. Uh, okay. okay. So, Ross G. Amy G. Julie M. Sue L. Okay. Go ahead, Ross.
16: Good morning. My name is Ross G. And I'm a recovered compulsive ovary in Los Angeles County. And, you know, not to crosstalk, but the person that shouted the the tidings of great joy for me in this meeting was Harlan G. And that was a few years ago. I've been to OA for a long time, but I don't know. I didn't get that message that, that I had to put down the food, put down the food, and that um, this was a program for people, not a program for people who want it, not a program for me- people who need it, and for a program for people who do it. And I'm an educator, and I believe that in the old school they used to tell us that the key to learning is repetition and i needed to hear those phrases over and over and over and over again and when i was a little girl i used to go to catholic church and there was this 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 uh pamphlet in the church that was the tidings what is tidings it's good news it's gospel and You know, I was so programmed in my religious teachings beyond Catholicism that I thought everybody else was wrong. But something cracked within me, something, there you go, that miracle that I cannot explain, that I decided to accept what everybody else who was recovered was saying, no matter what religion they were, no matter what they you know what lifestyle they they lived it didn't matter. What mattered was that they had experienced a miracle. And I too live such a better life. And uh I, I I'm able to express my fears to people who give me ideas about, well, you know, that person has a right to think what they want because I used to get so mad about my dad not doing what i wanted him to do well he has the right to do what he wants to do but you also have choices about what you can do and so when my mindset started to change to depend not not on me but on god and to really and to and to realize that other people have the right to believe and think and live the way they want to live i do too with, with joy, with peace, with serenity, with generosity, with being other-centered and not self-centered. This is a miracle for me, being an egotistical, self-centered woman into an other-centered, caring, dependable, de- God-dependent person. Thank you very much, O.A. I pass.
0: Great. Thank you, Ross G. Actually, we're going to move along to Julie M., and then I can get Sue L. in there. So Sue L., you're going to be ready to take us out. All right, Julie M., you are up. Please go ahead. Star 1, Julie?
17: Hi, good morning. This is Julie M., recovered in Colorado. And I want to talk about the miracle that sat across from me when I first came into my first OA meeting, probably about seven and a half years ago, I remember first of all I was just I was just immersed in shame. I couldn't believe I was going to something called Overeaters Anonymous. It just the, the name horrified me. And when I got there, the, the meeting was full of skinny women, and I was so pissed off. I was so angry. I wondered what in the blank were they doing there. And as they started to share and started to speak, I was cracked open and I realized they were telling my story. And I used to cry so hard in my first OA meetings. I mean, my, my eyes were like faucets and I would sob and I can remember trying to stifle my sobs. And this meeting, um, the first 20 minutes is, is an individual share. And just, you know, whoever was sharing seemed to always sit in one area of the circle, and I would sit as far away from there as I could, and one morning, they said, okay, you know, this person's going to speak, and she was sitting right next to me, and I was mortified because I knew people would be looking in that direction, and I couldn't not cry during her share, and I was sobbing, and the second she she finished her share, she turned to me and said, do you need a sponsor, and I just remember feeling mortified. I Up till that point, I I felt like I could never ask anyone to sponsor me. I just was so steeped in shame. I couldn't imagine talking to anybody. I used to just run out of the meeting. And so I said yes, and she guided me through the steps my first round, and I put sugar down. I haven't had sugar in over seven years, and she was my Abby, and I thank her for my life. And without this program, I do not know where I'd be. I used to wake up and want to kill myself every single day and now I, I don't even think that way at all so i'm just so grateful thank you
0: thank you so much julie m okay to l it's your turn please go ahead
16: good morning this
18: is Duel, uh recover compulsive overeater i'm so grateful for uh bill and, and his experience about um you know uh showing Uh, others exactly precisely how we have recovered you know and every was an example of that to uh to build initially um what I find so sad is that um you know in the last two months I've taken about five or six people through step one and even though they see the recovery process and they see the change and they yearn for that um a lot of people turn their backs and they don't want the recovery. Or I, I shouldn't say they don't want the recovery. They don't want to work for it. And, and this program is into action. It, it takes a lot of actions um, to get that to that place, right? Um, and part of it is just following clear-cut directions. I, I believe that's what um, Bill had to come to the conclusion of, uh, to come to the bottom of, that it couldn't be his way anymore it had to be another way and it couldn't be his way and um and it took him what it took him to get there but when he finally got it that it couldn't be his way and that he had to do a different way and follow these clear-cut directions then he was able to tap to that unexpected source of power which is a god conscious and that god conscious enabled bill to get the recovery and see what others have so much craved for and and so i i just pray for the fellowship and um i pray for those that are still struggling uh that they they tend to go towards that you know tend to go towards recovery instead of staying stuck in the food um you know we're still here for you we're still uh shouldering uh the um the happy road to recovery, we're trudging with you, and so we'll keep doing that. So um, I, I guess you want us to close this up with the uh, reading,
0: Kim? Sue, are you done, Sue? Yes. Okay, great, thank you yes, so yes, much. Yes, I, I just <laughs> Okay, well, good, no, no, we're good, Sue. Thank you very, very much. I would like to thank everyone who shared. What an awesome meeting, thank you, everyone, for sharing. Please join us for a second, unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. So the SHARE ID for today's meeting, March 1st, 2019, is 12,608. That's 12608. We will now close with a reading from the Big Book on page 164. And
16: do L, could you please read that?
18: Okay, thank you. to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of the past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road to happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you unto them.